2: And so, Trisha's tutelage begins. So, Trisha, the top of each show is straightforward. We lie to the listeners and frame the show as a sloppily assembled improv comedy podcast instead of the trans-dimensional disturbance it really is.
3: Okay, yeah, but what caused this trans-dimensional disturbance in the first place? Do you know how the barrier between dimensions got weakened? And also, um, who are you exactly and can you be killed?
2: Patience, Trisha. We normally save the space bunker arc for the outro when people are waiting for a red light to turn us off. You're new, though. It's understandable. Podcast emergency! Podcast emergency! Craig, you are introducing a third voice into this intro section. I intercepted another podcast reporting on the existence of other dimensions, one that has a lot more listeners than this one. So, more than 35? Craig, there's an Earth saying, I can't even. Well, at this moment, I, too, cannot even. While we unpack the ramifications of this... Let's get to the episode.
4: Hello from the Magic Tavern a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Camp. If you've never listened to the podcast before, don't worry. This is everything you need to know. About three years and one week ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical, fantastical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a Wi-Fi signal from the Burger King through the dimensional rift, and I use that to upload a podcast I record every week here in the Tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur in the town of Hog's Face in the land of Foon. And I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my good bud, Chunt the Talking Badger. Oh, yeah, baby. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm a shapeshifter, P.S. Oh, that's right. You are a shapeshifter mm-hmm. who is usually a badger, usually although a badger. recently you've been a number of things. A whole, a whole menagerie. A whole cavalcade. Obviously, you do you, but i got to say, I'm a little worried about you that you've been just changing forms so much so fast. Yeah, I'm just looking for myself. Mm-hmm. It's either this or drink. But you've been doing both. Oh, yeah. Well, party time. I'm also joined by my other co-host, Usador the Wizard. Oh,
0: uh, I am Usador, Wizard of the Twelfth Realm, Aphysius, Master of Light and Shadow, Manipulator of Magical Delights, uh, Devourer of Chaos, Champion of the Great Halls of Tarakas, The Elves, Nomi's the Yelak, The Dwarves, Nomi is Zodan and Huxtengis, and I am known in the Northeast, as Gasman Maestar. Uh, I'm going to be over at the bar, having a drink. you uh,
4: You've sort of, uh, had this guest on so many times. I know, but he's one it's of just our... just not
0: interesting anymore.
4: Well, he's one of our best guests. Some of our most classic episodes have been with Fizzle von Pizzlewitch, the Unicorn uh, yeah,
0: but we uh, been there, done that. I'll be at the ball. Excuse me, I'm going to be at the ball.
4: I do f- feel like we lean on Fizzle pretty hard. Well, I know we've had him on a bunch of times. And we've gotten almost no fan mail about him. Yeah, or fan art. Yeah, or tweets, as far as I can tell. Maybe that's a signifier that we've had him on too much. Maybe, maybe we have.
0: Hey, it's time to call it a night.
4: Also, it's kind of rude for us to be saying all this right in front of Fizzle.
2: Craig, what the purgatory? We don't interrupt the podcast mid-flow. I'm sorry, but you have to hear
5: this. Another podcast on Earth found out about the magical world of Foon and they're reporting on it with some actual rigor
2: and thoughtfulness. Good God. All right, proceed.
6: From Gimlet, this is Reply All. I'm Alex Goldman. TJ vote is in Thailand this week. So, a couple weeks ago, I was doing what I always do, which is sitting around trying to find the weirdest, darkest corner of the internet. I started going on the old Usenet newsgroups just to see if I could find anything interesting. And I found one called alt.foon.spellcasters. And there was this bizarre posting from a guy who claimed he could open portals to other dimensions using the rendered fat of children. So naturally... (laughs) I wanted to give the guy a call and just say, um, is that legal? And have you ever tried it?
7: I am Spintex the Green. Who's calling?
6: Uh hi Spintex. Uh my name's Alex Goldman. I'm a reporter in uh, New York City. I work for a podcast called Reply All. And um we do stories. Are you in sort fact
7: of... a gold man?
6: Uh no, no. Um
7: I knew of one once.
6: Uh tell me more.
7: <laughs> of a gold man?
6: Yes, please.
7: He protected the village. Okay. All the wealthiest goblins of Foon put Ooh. together all of their gold coins, melded them into a man, put within his mouth a <laughs> parchment saying, please protect us. He came to life and so did protect
6: that village. Um, so I have a rule uh, for our show where like I try not to put people on the radio who I think are nuts and you sound I'm like worried that you might be a little nuts.
7: Oh, well, allow me to assuage your fears by listing my credits. I am the master of the third, ninth, and twelfth realms of Ephesius, wielder of arcane forces compelling the living and the dead, diviner of unknowable truths, caster of illusions, destroyer of lies, dissolver of the wall of fire. I've imbibed all nine deadly poisons, I've written the Pandemonicon, and I've won the Wizard Choice Award.
6: Oh, well, I didn't realize that you had such incredible bona fides. I, I retract my uh, my statement. So how did you get involved in um, posting on alt.foon.spellcasters? I mean, honestly, it seems like it's just you on there.
7: It has forever been my goal since my advent into the world of Earth, to win the Internet. (laughs) So I started small.
6: And did you get any bigger?
7: I've grown much larger.
6: How large have you gotten?
7: I've been as many as 40 feet tall.
6: 40 feet tall?
7: And I've been as small as a teacup.
6: What are the circumstances by which you would be 40 feet tall?
7: If I'm fighting something that may be 30 feet tall or fewer, I would make myself bigger than them by at least 10 feet. So can
6: you actually open portals to other dimensions?
7: But of course I've done so. That's how I travel to your realm of Earth.
6: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Do you have other magic that I should know about?
7: I have more magic than you could dream.
6: I know that your magic is powered by truth and lies. Correct. Have you told me any lies during the course of this conversation that have powered they your magic?
7: They are indecipherable from the truths. That is why I am the master of both. I make lies true. I make truths lies. Therein hmm. lies my power.
6: I guess so. But the other thing is, like, every statement that a person makes is either a truth or a lie, so your magic must be incredibly powerful.
7: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
6: So, Spintax, I'm curious I know that we're on a pretty dodgy phone line But I'm wondering, is there any way for you to show me some of your magic? I know that you're pretty far from here
7: You demand a demonstration, certainly Close your eyes, clear your mind Envision the moon And inside (laughs) that moon, picture the face of a coyote (laughs) Now, listen to my words Now, check your left front pocket. Okay. You'll find a parchment inside on which I have drawn the bust of Titania from memory.
6: (laughs) Very impressive. Okay, I'm totally convinced because there were no busts in my pocket before just now. So, I'm sorry I ever doubted you. I want to make that very clear.
7: Apology accepted. I'm curious if you
6: can tell me how you got into wizardry.
7: I was born a wizard. I was the answer to a riddle. I won't go into it. But I came fully formed into the land of Foon, a green wizard just like my compatriot Usador the Blue, who lingers back in Foon, probably making a fool of himself.
6: Why a fool of himself?
7: That's his nature.
6: Sounds like you've got a pretty low opinion of this uh, of this guy. What's his name? Usador. Usador the Blue. So what are the colors that signify? You're green, he's blue.
7: Correct. There's Can the wizard. He's yellow. Ginlevia, of course. She's red. You can think of a color. That's a wizard. Think of any <laughs> color. Name a color.
6: Uh, What about patterns, like, like plaid?
7: Those are an abomination. <laughs> it is my solemn goal, if I ever should return to Foon, to wipe out all patterned wizards, all polka dots, all plaids, all gingham wizards.
6: What's the, what's the matter with them?
7: Their magics are at cross purposes. I see. I am the master of truth and lies. Can is the master of time and space. You can't be the master of space and lies. That doesn't make sense.
6: So, Spintax, if you're from Foon, what are you doing on Earth?
7: I'm glad you asked, Goldman. <laughs> Two years ago, I forced myself through the portal behind the Burger King in Chicago to accomplish a mission— It is my duty, my quest, to stop the encroaching void that is a danger to all realities. It is eating my home world of food and shall soon devour the Earth as well. I came to Earth on a mission to find a young child, Penelope Penelope, so that I could make her believe in magic, which is the only thing that could stop the encroaching void.
6: I have so many questions for you right now.
7: Well, let me answer a lot of them. She's dead. (laughs) Uh,
6: you know what? That
7: does answer a lot of my
6: questions. But what
7: is the void? The void is a vast nothingness.
6: Okay, could you be any more specific? Because I know that's what a void is.
7: Fine, sure, or if you want to get semantic about it. The void is a sentient nothingness that wishes nothing more than to discreate all that man and beast and mystical creatures have created in the world. Has it
6: begun to consume Earth yet? I mean, I haven't seen any, any sign of it.
7: Oh, there are people, individuals, who are virtually disappeared from this world. When is the last time you've seen Morgan Fairchild?
6: Is Morgan Fairchild still alive?
7: Good question. Not if she's encountered the encroaching void.
6: All right. So, okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, But, okay. So the only person, the, the child that could have stopped the void is Penelope Penelope.
7: Yes. It found its way into earth and reality, into all realities. From her disbelief in magic, that nothingness, that spark of sadness in that child let the encroaching void in to reality and has since spread throughout all realities.
6: And now she's dead.
7: She's been dead. (laughs) Her tombstone says she died in 2012.
6: So, if that's the case, is there any way to stop it?
7: Well, I tried my best.
6: What should I be doing to prepare for this? For the encroaching void? I mean... Is there anything that I can do to prevent it, slow its spread? Should I just be, you know, enjoying the time I have before I'm consumed by nothingness?
7: Let me answer that with two answers. One's a truth and one's a lie. Hmm. Okay. The standard answer that I'd like to give is the best thing that you can do is create. Create as much as you can. Whether it's good or bad, create art, create songs. Create kickball leagues with your friends. Whatever you can bring into being, that will stave off the encroaching void. The more that there is to consume, the slower the void will encroach. Got it. The other answer is nothing. There's (laughs) nothing you can do but pray that I am successful in my quest.
6: Okay. So what are you trying to do to stop it?
7: Well, I did reanimate her corpse. I brought her back to life as (laughs) Compeller of Living and Dead. I made her claw her way out of her own grave, and I said to her, you are alive. That's magic.
6: Yeah, that's very magic. But what is she going to do to stop this?
7: Well, I assumed a demonstration of my power, as I demonstrated to you, bringing her back to life, would make her believe in magic. And so, end the threat of the encroaching void. But it did not work. Okay. She died an old lady. She was no longer a child.
6: Wait a second. Your timeline's really confusing. She died in 2012. You brought her back from the dead. And then she lived to be an old lady in the intervening six years?
7: Oh, no. Let me clarify for you, Goldman. Penelope Penelope was born in 1941. Oh. She died in 2012. I did not come to Earth until years later. I was too late. I see. I see. The only thing that will do is that I travel back in time. To when she was alive and a child. And then I shall teach her magic.
6: So in the meantime, you're just doing interviews with podcasters who happen to contact you sort of randomly on the internet.
7: I'm really getting into Hollywood life. (laughs) I've got plenty of time. As long as I'm going to have to learn to travel back in time, I may as well enjoy myself until the very last moment.
6: I get it. So you are going to wait until the very moment that the Earth will be finally and inexorably consumed by the void, and then you're going to go back in time and fix everything?
7: You've nailed it. That's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. Such is the luxury of time travel.
6: Uh, as someone who can't time travel, though, I have to admit that I'm grappling with the information you've just given me.
7: How so? What is your problem, Goldman?
6: Well, I'm going to be consumed, I'm going to be discreated, as you said, by nothingness.
7: Trust me, you won't feel a thing.
6: It's not so much not feeling a thing as, you know, being discreated. I'd like for that to happen naturally, if possible.
7: Well, that is my goal as well, that when I flit myself back in time, demonstrate my power to that young girl, you shall be undiscreated in the present.
6: But first you're going to let me get discreated. Because you going back in time isn't going to stop my discreation. It's going to happen. But then you're going to undo it by doing something in the past.
7: The side effects once you are recreated will be nothing more than horrendous nightmares for the rest of your days.
6: I have to admit, it seems a little inconsiderate.
7: What care I, a wizard, for the for the comfort of men? I'm here to stop the discreation. While I have you, Goldman, maybe mm-hmm. you can answer some questions of mine. This seems like it's a
6: good opportunity for us to do our Super Tech Support segment. Super Tech Support is, of course, the segment on the show where people come to us with problems that just seem too big for them to solve. And I do my best to try and sometimes fail to solve them.
7: How do I get a smartphone?
6: Have you ever been to the mall?
7: The mall? I live up in the hills.
6: Hmm. Look, I don't know Hollywood very well, so I'm not going to be able to help you too much with this. But there's got to be a mall somewhere. It's like a gigantic, it's like a big sort of square. Lots of people going in and out. Big parking lots. Um, They definitely have a store where you can pick up a smartphone. You might really like it there. There's like all kinds of stuff. You, I mean, you could go to like Brooks Brothers or, you know.
7: This is a purchase. This is something I have to buy. Is there a contract?
6: Yes, there is a contract. But I don't. I imagine that contracts in Foon like are for you know souls or essences things like that. This is just for money. Money. Well, do you have a job?
7: I'm a consulting producer on season 13 of Supernatural.
6: Uh, okay, well, yeah.
7: They don't use a lot of my ideas. I'm sticking with my best one. I pitch it first every time Sam and Dean are in trouble. With the King of Hell or Lucifer or whoever. I say, what if they what if they meet a, a wizard? A green wizard, right? He can solve all their problems. He knows a lot of stuff. Have they ever met a wizard? No, they only have witches. They have male witches. Can you believe hmm. it? What What's
6: the deal with witches and wizards in uh, in in Foon? Because I, I thought that the male corollary of a witch was a warlock. Is there a female corollary of a wizard? Is it just another wizard? Wizardess?
7: No, they're just wizards. Wizards are okay. wizards. Gotcha. We're pangendered.
6: Pangendered.
7: Correct. By choice.
6: So all the, all the genders. Absolutely. Now, are you saying that you yourself are
7: pangendered? At the moment, yes. What does that mean? I can choose. I am a being of pure magic. I can choose my gender, or to be non-gendered, or to be all-gendered, or to be two or three genders at a time. Sometimes I switch them up. I can be half-gendered.
6: And is there any logistical purpose for this, or is it just your mood on any given day?
7: Hey, it's fun at a party. (laughs) (laughs) Another question that I have for you, Goldman. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned. I've been, I've been on the internet. I, I have a Twitter account. Really? Yes, and I, I'm very concerned with what I read on Twitter.
6: I'd be concerned with what I read on Twitter, too, if I were you.
7: I have trouble distinguishing what's real and what's not. What's truth and what's lies.
6: Well, first of all, it seems like you would know just by your magic getting stronger because of it being a truth or a lie. But I'm curious to know um, what it is that you're concerned about. Maybe I can help. I mean, this is kind of my gig.
7: Well, the forces on Earth are different than they are in Foon, it is more difficult for me to distinguish between truth and lies here than it was I in Foon. I see. Okay. And I keep reading about fake news. Someone <laughs> will say one thing, and then another person will <laughs> say it's fake news, and then they'll argue back and forth about whether or not it's real news or fake news. I'm not sure who to believe. I'm not sure if I'm getting stronger or weaker.
6: Well, I guess my question is what— reason do you have to concern yourself with the matters of mortals
7: well i i, I care for them i am interested in their lives i received a a, a dm
6: mm-hmm. familiar
7: and it was from a, a prince from a, one of the foreign countries not in here in america
6: <laughs> okay
7: he had taken ill and he didn't have any of his credit cards to get out i think he was on vacation and he had a third country in south america and, and he, he needed, needed you money.
6: To front him money in order to be able to then remunerate you handsomely.
7: Yes, you know this one.
6: Yeah, and this would provide you an opportunity to get that smartphone you've been talking about.
7: Correct, because now I just take other people's phones.
6: When you say you take them, what do you mean? Do you steal them or do you just borrow
7: them? I place them under my thrall. And then I take their phone until I'm done using it, and then I put it right back in their hands, and I snap my fingers, and they have no idea what has happened.
6: Okay. Well, magic comes in handy that way.
7: I'm doing it right now. To whom? This guy in a coffee shop.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. I hate to break it to you, but that is not actually a prince from another country. That's just a person who's trying to convince you to give them money. Generally, if people are trying to are asking you for money with the promise of giving you much more later on the internet, it's um, completely fake. Oh my god! <laughs> Am I too late?
7: Well, luckily for me, I had no money to give. That's right. But I have I have sent my emissaries all over the globe trying to rescue this prince. I gave him all my cryptocurrencies.
6: <laughs> oh, oh! You invested in cryptocurrency? That's really sophisticated for a newcomer to this planet.
7: It sounded like something I'd be into.
6: Because it sounded cryptic, like it sounded wizardly?
7: Sure. I've spent lots of times in crypts.
6: <laughs> so how much, did you, how much cryptocurrency did you send this person?
7: All of it. Every bit of it. All my Steam coins, all my Bitcoins, all my shit coins, all kinds of stuff. Everything that I had amassed.
6: <sighs> Listen, I really, like, this is hard for me to say to you because I feel like you couldn't possibly know not to do this. But you're in trouble because all that money has gone. There's no way to trace it. There's no way to get it back. I don't know what to tell you other than to say, like, you might want to start washing dishes or something or maybe ask the producers of Supernatural to pay you.
7: Robert Singer will never pay me. Why not? I think he's a bit of an asshole. (laughs) But I, I don't understand. I sent those things through the Internet. Can't I just follow the trail of them into the Internet?
6: Well, that's Find my
7: cryptocurrencies.
6: The problem with cryptocurrency is that it hasn't actually has nothing to do with crypts. I mean, have you noticed that there's there are no dead people or undead people related to the uh, currency that you've been sending?
7: I have been hoping that it would build up to a big reveal of a lot of dead bodies.
6: Yeah. um, Crypto means that it is. uh, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how to say this. Crypto means that it is cryptographically um, encoded so that other people can't read it. Once you have sent it, it cannot be retrieved.
7: I take that as a challenge, gold man. How do I get inside the internet? Physically.
6: Can you make yourself pure light and energy? Yes. I think that you need to jump into – have you ever – have you seen those uh, little holes in every wall that look like – they sort of look like two snake snake eyes?
7: The pig snouts.
6: Yes, that's right. The pig snouts. You're going to have to jump into one of those as pure light and energy and find your way into a computer. And I think that way you can get into the internet.
7: I did that and all I did was end up in a bunch of reruns on TBS.
6: Yeah, you, uh, you, you ended up in a television. That's not a. That's not a computer.
7: It's very confusing. It's hard to see inside the wires.
6: You, you said you sent emissaries all over the world trying to save this prince. Um, it might be worthwhile to have um, the Knights and Spin Taxes Service see if they can take a look into this. Because I bet they're pretty intimidating. They might be able to make some kind of difference for you.
7: They're just a bunch of coyotes I tamed.
6: <laughs> this is not looking good for you. I mean, how, how much cryptocurrency has varying values? In US dollars, do you know how much you spent?
7: No idea. I've had uh, over 12,000 bitcoins. Is okay. that a lot?
6: Yeah, that's millions of dollars. That's more than I'll ever make
7: in my lifetime. I'm sorry for you, Goldman.
6: Yeah. You should I know. change your name. To what?
7: Pewterman.
6: Yeah, that, I, I kind of predicted it would be something like that. Yeah, well, I mean, I really wish I could help. If you gave me some Bitcoin, I promise I could look into it and remunerate you handsomely after I figured the problem out.
7: If I had a single Bitcoin left to give, it would be yours, Goldman.
6: If I'm being totally honest, I was just trying to scam you also.
7: Oh, well, there we go again. I couldn't tell. (laughs) My radar's way off.
6: (laughs) After the break, things get weirder. I get a connection from another world.
8: where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500, 500
3: If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
7: Goldman, I sense that you are still unconvinced of the veracity of my claims.
6: I mean, the drawing thing was really impressive. Um, you tell a good tale. The problem is that You know, you're telling me about another world that exists in a portal behind a Burger King. So it's like hard for me to believe because I don't, it's totally foreign to me. I've never heard of anything like this. I mean, I want to believe you. It sounds amazing, but. Would you
7: sooner believe the story told from one of your own countrymen? Uh, For in Foon, I have a great friend, Arnie Kneekamp, and I could connect us to him. They're always just sitting around the same place, so it should be easy for me to find them.
6: So if they're in another dimension, how do we connect to them?
7: Uh, it's magic.
6: All right, Magic. Okay, sure. Yeah, let's do it.
7: Close your eyes again, gold man. They're closed. Picture an eagle flying through the night. Did you picture the eagle? I sure did. You can't see it because it's night.
6: That's a good point. I imagined a spotlight on it for some reason.
7: Continue to imagine that eagle. As I encant these words, sells Bariki Mulashin Pasera Floctum Tetro Flo
0: uh, oh, sense that Oh I do hear some voice from far in the distance speaking to me through mine very brain.
7: Hi, buddy. Spintax, is that you? Yes, it's me, Usador.
0: Oh, oh. What a wondrous moment. Uh, we've joined forces to defeat the Void. Uh, we're working even now here to help you. Uh, it's been so long. How are you, old friend?
7: I'm doing great. I've got lots of stuff going on.
0: Oh, good. Apropos of nothing, have you um perhaps heard from a certain prince?
7: <laughs> I don't know to what you refer, Slippery.
0: Oh, I heard that uh, he, uh, there was a prince that was in some trouble who contacted you via Twitter.
7: <laughs> How did you hear that story?
0: Because I am that prince. I sent you that message. And now I have all your bitcoins. And I'm going to bite each and every one.
4: And I have all your shitcoins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, chunt. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Hey, what are you? Uh, currently, I'm back to being a badger. Oh,
7: all right. Well, that means you got some play in the meantime.
4: Mm -hmm.
7: Hey, guys, guys, I've got a friend with me. You do? He doesn't believe in you. His name's Alex Goldman.
4: Hi, guys. Hey, Alex Goldman, the host of TLDR? (laughs) How long have you been in that hole, man? It's been a while. Well, look, about three years ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago don't, into the don't do what? this to strangers. Oh, well, I've heard his voice in my ears, and I feel like we're friends. This is actually really helpful. I don't understand what's going on right now. Oh, fine, go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, about three years ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King into the magical, fantastical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a slight Wi-Fi signal. Alex, I think it's from the Burger King, and I use that to upload a podcast I record every week here in the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, in the town of Hog's Face, in the land of Foon. So all this stuff that Spintax has been talking
6: about, is um,
4: how much of it is made up? Well, I don't know what Spintax told you. Well, he, that's he, fair. He tends to lie a lot, but I, you got to believe me i 'm in a magical world right now i 'm sitting in a tavern with a, a with a crotchety old wizard and how a talking and, and a talking badger shapeshifter shapeshifter who is usually in the, the form of a badger. why would
6: you choose badger if you could be anything
4: well it's uh there's a little bit of a uh, caveat to how I can change there 's a sexual component which I feel like we don't need to get into fair enough.
0: I suppose enough. Spintax told you that lie where he Tames a bunch of coyotes.
6: Yeah, yeah. He told me that the knights in Spintax's service were a bunch of tamed coyotes.
0: Oh, and he sends Uh, them all over the world. Like you can teach a coyote to get on a boat. I assume that... They're not
7: on boats. They're strapped to drones. Duh. (laughs) Some of them are mounted up on hoverboards.
4: Hold on. Spintax, on Earth, there's an army of Coyotes. (laughs) (laughs) being transported by drones and hoverboards just through the skies of Earth? I wouldn't count on it.
7: Yes, that's absolutely correct. They love it.
4: I have to admit that this sounds
6: less believable than the
0: magic stuff. Oh, but do not doubt magic, Mr. Goldman. For if you do, you take the chance that we all shall suffer at uh, the hands of the dark forces arrayed against us. Uh, For even now, the void encroaches upon both Earth and Foon, and the Dark Lord, sensing his moment to distract us, prepares himself for the final blow.
6: So, Arnie, have you been trying to get back to Earth? I have! I've been trying so
4: hard to get back to Earth. So why is it so easy for Spintax to hang out here if it's so hard for you to get back here? Well, you know, he had to do some sort of evil stuff to get to Earth. And I'm trying to find a way, like, using the purity of my heart to get back to Earth. And also, I think if this podcast gets popular enough, people on Earth will figure out a way to get me home. Yeah, Alex, you said you're a podcaster? Yeah. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, It's called Reply All. Oh, wow. That must take a while. Um, have you heard of, of uh, Get Nuts? A podcast called Get Nuts? Yeah. Ha- has no. it taken on? on oh. Uh, What's well, it about? Sure. It, it, it's about. Do you just want to do an episode? Uh, not if nobody on earth is listening to it. Have you heard it, of a podcast called Hello for the Magic Tavern?
6: Uh, I mean, I'm hearing of it now. I'm on it, right?
4: Damn it, Arnie. Maybe he just has a certain genre bucket that he listens
6: to, you know? Like Yeah, what I like to listen to is mostly improv comedy podcasts that have sort of, like, ugh. recurring characters, sometimes in sort of fantastical settings. That's kind of, kind of the thing I'm into. We'll oh. see,
4: that's the thing. This is a hard documentary look at a, a scientific discovery from another world.
0: Yes, this isn't what you'd like at all. You should be listening to The Adventure Zone. So you guys have become real
6: podcast connoisseurs, huh?
0: Oh, yes. I love a good podcast. (laughs) I magically enchanted a series of cookware so I could catch podcasts with them.
6: And what have you caught so far?
0: Well, I really liked Cereal.
6: Uh, that's what everybody says.
4: And w- what? How dare you? I have the most discerning tastes. <laughs> we just made a list here in Foon of the top ten podcasts you should be listening to, and Cereal took up nine of those spots, just in case nobody's heard of it. Getting Nuts was number three. You
7: guys should have me on Getting Nuts, I'd guessed.
0: Oh, all right. Well, this is Chunt. That's Spintax. You <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't
4: even say my name right. See, everybody thinks it's so easy to have a podcast. But Spintax, now that we Can have... Can we
0: finish our episode of Getting <laughs> no, I'm Nuts? sorry. How dare I'm you? I'm so sorry. That's Usador. That's Spintax. And I'm Chunt. Uh, guys, damn it. It's <laughs> a good one. I thought that was a good one.
4: Why don't you just do it with Alex instead of Spintax? This is Alex Goldman. I'm Chunt. Oh.
0: This is Usador. And we're... Getting Spindax. Nuts! Um, let's see. Mm. I'm into macadamias
4: right now. Ooh, that was going to be mine. Well, that was that. Back to you, Arnie. Good app. Good app.
6: You know, that show really doesn't get enough attention, I think.
4: That's what we're saying. I think it gets too much attention. But Spintax, now that we have you on the line, like, what can we do to stop the void from Foon?
7: I have two answers. The first is create. Enjoy creating. Create as much as you can. All of these things. Magic, uh, music, art... All of that stuff.
6: Can you create conversation topics? Does that help?
7: Sure. Anything that did not exist before you created it, that helps.
6: Does the void have to eat things like ideas as well as physical objects?
0: Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to summon three smartphones. So many smartphones.
6: I guess it never occurred to me that Spintax, if you wanted smartphones and you are like a, you know, a real wizard, you could just summon them, I guess. Or
0: He still has to sign a contract.
4: Oh, I don't sign
0: contracts. I refuse.
4: I mean, even if you summon the smartphones, you gotta have service of some kind. Right. Oh,
0: yes. I just summon them for
4: fun. I think they're pretty. <laughs> Alex, I have to ask are you in any relation to the gold man who guards the village with a parchment in his mouth?
6: No, no. Spintax just told me about him. Uh, I'm not related to any Goldmans that you may or may not have heard of. Not related to Ronald Goldman. Not related to Emma Goldman. Not related to Oscar Goldman from the Six Million Dollar Man. No relation to Goldman Sachs, unfortunately. Are any of these ringing a
4: bell? Uh, no, but I'd be curious about a Six Million Dollar Man. I did meet Oscar Goldman
7: when I was trapped in TBS reruns. <laughs> He's the head of OSI.
4: <laughs> Usador, looks like the, our connection is is fading. <clears throat>
0: Uh, here, Spintax, uh, here, reach out to me with your mind and let us
4: strengthen our connection. No, before before we lose it completely, quick, Alex, what happens in season two of Extant? Uh,
6: well, Spintax, this has been one of the weirder episodes of Reply All. Um, I truly want to believe in your wizardry I truly don't want to believe that there is a void that is discreating the entire all known realms I just like uh, I guess that I want to say thank you for joining me
7: and thank you for answering so many of my questions Goldman.
6: what are you going to do about the fact that you're, you're broke
7: I'll just keep stealing things is that alright
6: it's fine with me
7: <laughs> alright well if you ever need me call this guy again
6: alright sounds good As of this recording, I could not confirm the existence of The Void. But it could be out there, coming for us. I have no idea. If I get any updates, I will revisit this in a future episode. Next week on Reply All, a porn site for rabbits.
2: Alex Goldman from, what was it, BCC Everybody, is getting too close to the truth. Don't worry, everyone, I have just the thing, an Earth-based sleeper agent named, let's see here, PJ Vote, who can clean this up. In the meantime, check out the podcast, oh yes, Reply All. Use It All the Blue was played by Matt Young. Shunt the Talking Badger was played by Adol Refai. Spintax the Green was played by special guest Charlie McCracken. Charlie is a writer for AP Bio. Thursdays on NBC. He also plays the gym coach. Anyway, Trisha, to answer your questions from before. Trisha?
5: Craig, have you seen Trisha? Oh, she snuck off to try to hack into our computer system.
2: So hard to get good interns, especially when they're all versions of the same intern. Craig, looks like we need another of your VO coup de gras stat.
5: Certainly. And I've got some live show announcements, so this should be good. Hello from the Magic Tavern is produced by Arnie Kneekamp, Ryan DiGiorgi, and Evan Jacover. This episode edited by Garrett Schultz. Logo by Allard Lebon and Magic Tavern theme music by Andy Poland. And that great reply all music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. And thanks again to Alex Goldman for being on the show. Never didn't fix that live show announcement sound. And now for that sweet live show info. On April 22nd, there will be two, yes, two live shows in L.A. at the Bootleg Theater. One's a regular Magic Tavern live show, and the other is Offices and Bosses Live. Tickets go on sale Friday, March 16th. It's a small venue, so if you want to go, get your tickets quick. On August 3rd, there's going to be a live Magic Tavern show in Indianapolis at the Schrott Center for the Arts. So if you're going to be in town for Gen Con, maybe, come see the show. Indianapolis tickets go on sale on Friday as well, but you can get them early with the code TAVERN. You can find links for all this at hellofromthemagictavern.com in the live shows tab. Oh, and on April 6th, Magic Tavern will be at C2E2. Not an actual live episode, but a panel in the Cards Against Humanity panel room at 445 and a signing afterwards at 6. So if you're in Chicago, come check us out. So there's plenty of opportunities to come see Magic Tavern live in some form or another. Come out, see us, say hi, shake hands, just basically anything to get you to realize the show isn't real. Thanks to the Chicago Podcast Co-op and thanks to Earwolf.
6: Hey, PJ, welcome back, man. How is Thailand? Why aren't you saying anything? Were you giving me, like, the silent treatment? Why are you holding that knife?
0: <laughs>
6: what are you doing? <laughs> ow! What are you
0: doing? Ah! Oh, no!
6: No! You're stabbing me in the chest! That really hurts!
2: Ow! Ow! Ow!